You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Texans, only on the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, and today to my left is... A little switch up. This is John, some sports guy, Hickman. Yeah, just a little switch up. A little up. something different. Hey, listen, guys, you can get Locked On Texans on the brand new podcasting app, Himalayas, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and whenever you get in your car... Just tell your smart device to play Locked On Texans. You can also go to youcanarguethatsports.com and subscribe to the sports media publication that me and Cody have created for the city of Houston and surrounding areas. Cody, before we even get into what's going on with the actual team of the Houston Texans, you know, sometimes I like to start off the show with just surrounding news. And boy, does J.J. Watt ever stop? It's J.J. Watt. Does Justin James ever stop being... Uh, at this point, he's like a, a beacon of light to people. What am I talking about? Well, this intermediate school uh, in Conroe, they had a student uh, who turned in a class project. And, of course, whenever you turn in a class project, you never expect you're going to receive help from an NFL player, let alone Justin James Watt. Mm-hmm. The sixth grader had a reading and writing class, created products, and used different advertising techniques in which to sell them. One of her students created something called energy chips. The student designed the bag and had J.J. Watt endorsing the mock product. How dope is that? I wish you would endorse some of my projects. Don't be that guy. Maybe I, maybe I could have went to Harvard or something. Don't be that guy. I'm just saying. Don't be that guy. Just man. because you know how far this kid can go, just due to the fact he had JJ Watt. JJ Watt is, he is a lot. He's a lot of beacon for people, man. I just that's I think that's what JJ. You know this kid going to Harvard, right? He, what if he? <laughs> he's going to Harvard. What if he doesn't no want to go to Harvard? It. it doesn't matter. He graduate with a 1.5 GPA. And Harvard no, gonna be like, what? You had JJ Watt endorse you. As a, what, what grade is he in? Sixth grade right now. Sixth grade. Oh, you best believe the next seven years, this man will be happily He's going to be recruited to USC. This is going to happen. Why USC? USC, they always recruit people in middle school. Yeah, you're right. But I mean, does this guy, does this kid play football? I don't know. Well, if he doesn't play football, then he's going to Harvard. With a back plays with, football, with a what, Justin James back, and you can do whatever you want. Yeah, basically. if he plays football, what you think? Where do you think he could go? USC. I don't think USC. Here's what Justin James he be and a he also school. he also brought along Will Fuller as well in the Instagram energy chip video. This is what he said: "Hello, I'm JJ Watt for the Houston Texans, and I'm and I'm feeling like I'm lacking a little energy." I grab a bag of energy chips with 50% less sugar. They're nutritious, and the only bag a day gives you all the energy you need for the whole day. They keep me hype 
Wow, they're delicious. And we're full of goes, wow, it doesn't feel like I'm getting more energy. You should probably eat more. Let's go. Before we get out of here, Titus Howard, we got a sound bite from him about mm-hmm. adjusting to life in the NFL. But hey, you, more importantly, you can't be out here crying about Texas heat and it's only May. You no, know you, no, no, you can cry about No, it. you cannot. I've been living in Texas. I've been living down south my whole career and my whole life. And I walked out my house on Saturday and yeah, I was like, it's too hot. It's not hot. It is hot. If this where, is where is Titus Howell from? Uh, I'm not sure. He only plays. Right, we're gonna look State. it up, and I'm gonna show you wherever he's from. His heat does not compare to Texas heat. I tell you what, and it's you're, May, and it's if already you're, that's what hot. I'm saying, if you're complaining about the heat now, he gonna in May, be a bus. He's gonna be a bus. Don't say that. When we get back on the he other can't side, can't handle the heat. Don't move that dial. Locked on Texas podcast and locked on podcast network. We'll be right back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Locked On Texans. Listeners, John, as promised, before we went to break, I looked up to see where Titus Howard is from. He's from Alabama. The South. Alabama heat is not comparable to Houston heat. Want me to tell you why? When Alabama say it's 95 degrees, they mean it's 95 degrees. (laughs) When Houston say it's 95 degrees, oh, what the heat index say? Oh, 110. That is completely different. It's only May. You it, got a lot to get matter. used to. It don't, yeah, he got a lot, got to, a lot to get, to get used, to. used to. I hope he drank plenty. Titus Howard, if you're out there listening, first, please come on the show. We would love to have you. Second off, we just said he'll be a bus. Because he's not going to be, because he's already complaining about the heat. It'd be so hot outside. I don't even like to go throw my trash out. It'd just be hot. Once again, Titus Howard, if you're listening, one, please come on the show. And secondly, please make sure you drink a lot, a lot of water. Because with OTAs coming up in a few weeks, you will need it in this right. great city of Houston. It's beautiful, but boy, does it get hot. Yeah, he's definitely going to have to get prepared for OTAs. Listen, the Texans begin their activities this week, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to be able to run through mandatory the mini camps uh, between June and June 11th through June 13th. So that's when it really gets, you know, really fun. But right now, uh, the OTAs. Started yesterday for today. They're going to skip the 22nd, come back on May 23rd. They're going to skip a few days, come back May 28th through the 30th, skip a few days again, uh, come back June the 3rd through the 4th, skip the 5th, and then come back June 6th through the 7th. At the OTAs, I mean, we know that the Texans can go ahead and compete in actual 11-on-11 drills, which... That's very important. 11 on 11 drills builds chemistry and camaraderie with the guy you're lining up against. Mm-hmm. Um, and the problem with that is we're not going to have Jadavian. Oh, well, we don't know that. Well, I mean, we don't have him now, but I mean, I know Sarah Bishop, the Houston Texans reporter for ESPN, um, reported today that he has yet to show up. But not it's, up. It's, not, it's not panic mode yet, only because, like we alluded to yesterday, Texans still have time to get a deal done. Well, I don't, I'm not. I'm not calling they for a panic until July button. 15th. It's not a panic mode, but it's still in in this league in this game. You need every rep with the person you're going to be playing with as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, a big, big, big key factor in these OTAs, which we're going to get into in just a little bit. We got to test out Kiki's cuties uh, hamstring. Mm-hmm. 
Now, um, now as of today, uh, we were able to, you know, get some insider on what has been going on. Not what's been going on, but who's been standing out. That's all people want to hear. Who has been standing out? I mentioned Kiki, and he's been running his routes. He's ready for year two. We have a lot of young players, right? Mm -hmm. Even our franchise quarterback, he's going into year three. We discussed yesterday, Watkins is going into year three. Reader is going into year three. Um, Fuller is going into what? Year three? Was it year three or four? Thank you. Four. It's year four. four. Kiki is going into year two. We have a lot of young guys, and not only young, but good guys. They're really good at their position. Kiki is a guy who has to bounce back from the, the hamstring injuries that he suffered last year. He was able to get some insider and some inside look on how he was able to perform the last couple of days. He's looking smooth. He has some sharpness in his routes. All indication that his hamstring is doing well, much better than it did last year. So that's a big plus hearing that. I know you've talked about it. You've been big on finding that another receiver. Mm-hmm. You were big on the receiver yesterday. Uh, what was Who was your guy? The undrafted free agent, Tyron Johnson. He was big on Johnson, right? Mm-hmm. The thing about it is, it's not like the Texans don't have talent at that position. What's been holding them back is guys getting on the field. Yeah, injuries have certainly... Injury, and Kiki is one of those guys. I know he's not a second receiver, but he can be a very great third receiver. Looking sharp, looking smooth, that's huge to hear. Um, I honestly do believe Kiki can be that second receiver that Houston needs. I mean, of course, the second receiver is Will Fuller, but I'm not sold on Will Fuller's health. When healthy, he is... Like, I think I said this last week. When healthy, he's by far top 15 receiver in receivers in this league. The guy has talent. The guy has skills. But you have to take into consideration just about every single year, especially the last two years, he has missed a lot of time due to injuries. And especially with him coming off this ACL tear, I really don't know how he's going to be able to bounce back from that in 2019. I could definitely understand and, uh, and agree with that. Uh, another guy who continues to keep turning heads, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Cahill. Warren, our third-round tight end draft pick. Uh, he had a, a great snag today at workouts. He's progressing. And here's the thing about him. He's progressing from what we thought, not from what we knew and expected. Mm-hmm. So that's a good thing. Uh, and I, even for the team itself, the organization, they brought him on. They felt big about him. And they knew eventually one of the tight ends on the roster, which just happened to be Griffin. Griffin had to go. Mm-hmm. So they brought in a young guy, a young stud who they believe can change the dynamic of their offense. Right now, the OTAs, I'm sure for anybody, there's not been any injuries outside of Duke Elliott. Yeah. And that's, of course, that's that's not what you want to hear for a second-year guy. The second year is big. But we got guys in. We we brought in some guys to, you know, fill that position. Carlos Watkins said how big it is for him to have a big year. So, uh, And Lonnie Johnson Jr. has some good reviews today. Oh, he finally. Finally got some good news. And that's good to hear. Not only that, Andre Johnson started his new role mm-hmm. today with the Houston Texans. Um as the general, the special assistant to Bill O'Brien and general manager Brian Gang. So that's huge to hear. 
and Floyd Allen has been putting in some work. I'm I'm at a point where I'm excited to hear of the progression without injuries. We've already had that this offseason so far, and it sucks. The worst part about injuries are when injuries happen too early, and it's like, where did this come from? Like what happened with Duke. So I'm excited to hear about the progression. Titus Howard, you want to know what he had to say? Yeah, go ahead, play it. Let's see what he had to say. Uh, I felt pretty good to go out there and, you know, compete with some of the older guys. Uh, just being behind them, sometimes just learning, just watching them, just you can, you know, get like a feel for, you know, how this thing go. And I'm just, you know, glad to go out there and get better each day with my teammates. Uh, finding out that the game's a lot faster than the NFL than it is in college. Uh, so, it's just letting me know that I have, you know, still a lot of work to do and uh, just focusing on getting better each day. A lot of transition in your high school, college, is playing different things and changing. How much does that help you adjusting to this situation, knowing that you've adjusted many times before in your life? Uh, it's just, you know, a testimony for the uh, type of person I am. And uh, it just really just helped me with this process of being a Texan. Uh, you know, in the NFL, being off his line, you have your versatile, play many positions. So, uh, me doing that in college and high school helped me prepare myself for this day. You winner. He sounds just like a rookie. He does, right? Yeah. Well, he is. <laughs> he I, get better. I like what he said regarding adjustments, and that's what stood out to me the most. Because you remember the week when we when we did our full draft review. What I kept saying, I don't know how well he's going to adjust to the NFL life because. The competition level that he's used to playing in college is nowhere near the level that he could have played in in the Big 12, in the Big 10. Now he he go from a, a small college to the NFL, the first round pick. Remember, John, I kept I kept alluding to I was worried about his adjustment, adjustment going to the NFL. Right. So right. I'm 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 happy to hear him talking about He's taking the right steps. I'm happy learning to hear. Learning from the guys. Learning from the guys. Here. You know, that adjustment, like, people do not understand, especially for a guy like Titus Howard. That is one of the biggest, one of the biggest factors in to letting you know what to expect from a rookie, especially from a guy like Titus Howard who came from a, a small school. Yeah, the biggest thing about that is, you know, emphasis on learning. There's guys who have been in the league for a long time and still have to learn. Mm-hmm. So the learning process in life, period, it doesn't stop. So it, it, it's not going to stop for the NFL. It is not going to stop. It's going to be actually the learning process for a rookie is going to happen at, at an accelerated rate. And that is what it was uh, very, very, very good to hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you got to adjust to Texas more than anything. You got to adjust to the city of Houston more than anything because we Dallas will at least get snow. In the wintertime. It's hot in Houston in the wintertime. So, you're not up north. You're not up north. Um, You're not even in Dallas. You're in the city of Houston, southeast Texas, where it gets hot. Okay? Speaking of hot, the hottest new podcast app. Remember, guys, you can get this show every day. Just subscribe to Locked On Texas on the new Himalaya Podcast app. Again, that's Himalaya 
podcast app. In every expanding podcast world, you need Himalaya with their personally curated playlists and new features every day. Nothing stops. They're making new features all the time. Download Himalaya at your app store and subscribe to Locked On Texans. When we get back, one guy, a veteran, we just talked about vets, right? Mm-hmm. Was released yesterday and he needs a new home. Who is that? Can the Texans be his new home? Maybe, but before we get into that, I got to tell the listeners about ZipRecruiter. You already told them about Himalaya. Let me tell them about ZipRecruiter. Tell them something. Hiring used to be hard. Multiple job sites, stats of resumes, a confusing reviewing process, but today hiring can be easy and all you have to do is go to one place to get it done. ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply for your job. ZipRecruiter is so efficient that 80% of employees who post on ZipRecruiters get the qualified candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiters for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash LockedOn. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. ZipRecruiter.com slash LockedOn. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Welcome back in, everybody, for the last conversation, topic, discussion, whatever you like to call it, for the day, Locked On Texas Podcast and the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find this on the Himalaya app. They have everything for you, curated playlists, and they add new features every day. Who doesn't want to be around somebody that adds new features every day? Why would you not want your team to add new features and boost your team every day? You know who just got released? Who who got released? Gerald McCoy. Mm-hmm. From the Buccaneers. Tampa Bay released him today. And clearing up $13 million in cap space. The last two years, uh, McCoy ranked in $3.25 million. And then last year, $12.25 million. He is now a free agent. We know of the possibility of not having Clowney. We know that we're already down men at our either edge rusher position or our just defensive line, period. Mm-hmm. We talked about yesterday that Carlos Watkins, he's going into his third year. Yes, he plays the end, but we still need bodies. And boy, do I like Gerald McCoy. So the question, the discussion, the conversation right now for me is, well, would Gerald McCoy be a good fit? No disrespect, but to keep Carlos Watkins off the field as much as possible, yes. Oh, my gosh. That was mean. That wasn't mean. Let me tell you something about Gerald McCoy. Gerald McCoy is a stud hmm. of a player. He has wasted a lot of years, sad to say, in Tampa Bay. When was the last time Tampa Bay was really relevant? Oh, I forgot. That's they, a good question. Their quarterback stole some crab legs. But that was before. Nah, he done worse things than he, still yeah, some He's crab done worse legs. since then. But in the positive, like, look at what Jared McCoy has done. First and foremost, he's a six-time Pro Bowler, one-time All-Pro at defensive lineman. Over the course of his career, he's had combined 54 and a half sacks. In the last two years, he's had six sacks each. The last two years. The last two years. Each each year he's had six sacks. 
then seven, then eight previously. He is 31 now. So he's not a young buck anymore. And I think the the price tag that could possibly be put on McCoy may make things difficult. He's a guy coming from a, a situation and team that has been in a losing situation for a long time now, right? Mm-hmm. He is not going to want to go to a team that's going to do the same thing. You don't want to go in one door, leave one door, come back in the same form of door with the same issue that you've already dealt with. You don't want to leave one job and go to the next. You're going to be you're going to hate that as well. So he's going to be looking for playoff contenders. He's going to be looking for championship contenders. Are we there right now? Are we playoff contenders? Are we championship contenders? And will he be a good fit for the Houston Texans? My question to that, my answer to that question, yes. And I 100% agree with you, John. But I'm kind of, what would be the price that we would have to bring McCoy in? Here's the thing about that. That's the tricky situation. Does he fit the Texans roster? Yes. Will he upgrade the defense? Yes. Especially after the pieces that the Texans lost this offseason. But here is the tricky situation about bringing McCoy in. If we bring McCoy in, where does that, where does that leave Jadavian Clowney? Is there a situation? Well, at least Jadavian, where he's going to be at, uh, unless you look at the money-wise, because they play two different... That's okay. what I'm talking about, the money situation. Is there a situation where Jadavian can still get the amount that he wants and we still bring in McCoy? Or is there a situation where the Texans got to look and say, okay, you got to pick and choose which one you want? Because as a six-time Pro Bowler, I'm pretty sure his price range isn't cheap. No, it's not going to be so cheap. So now you got to look he's at He's also older now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's older, but at the end of the day, he hasn't had, as of right now, knock on wood, he hasn't had any kind of like injuries to be like, okay, he's on his leg, he's on his last leg. But at the end of the day, you have to you have to take into consideration, you have a guy like Clowney who's younger. Not only is he younger, you can at least sign him to a deal for five years. We've seen it what the Texans have done. We've seen it last year. We've seen it. We've seen it this year. Not a one. Don't does. put yourself in a situation where. You sign McCoy to a one-year deal, a one-year deal. You let Clowney walk. Then next year, you let McCoy walk because you don't want to pay him. And or now you have not even two that you big don't holes. Want to pay him. He, you, you only sign him to one year, so he can go anywhere he wants. You're right, but at the end of the day, it, it's it's tricky because you have to see what his asking price is first. Is McCoy a good fit? Yes. Do I think McCoy can take not only this team? But the defense to that next level, especially if you could retain Clowney and line them up alongside J.J. Watt, oh, without a doubt, go for it. But don't put yourself in a situation where you look back two years from now and be like, man, we let Clowney go to sign this guy. We gave him a one-year deal. And the next thing you know, you without both well, of them going into the It won't be season. an issue of letting Clowney go to sign McCoy, if I'm hearing that correctly. If Clowney leaves, it's just that McCoy had nothing to do with that. It just didn't work out. I'm talking about from a money, from a financial standpoint. No, I still think that the Texans won't put themselves in a position where they have to choose between paying a guy that's 31 years old compared to Clowney. If you can get both and the asking price for McCoy, that's the most important thing. Because when I'm looking at a Jerry McCoy and where he is right now, the asking price I will look to would be between eight to nine million dollars for a one year deal. And I think that's fair. 
I think that's totally fair. If it's more than that, then hey, you still have DJ Reader, your inside no tackle. The last two years, he's giving you a combined of 102 tackles and four sacks. So you're still going to be okay at that position, but McCoy would be an upgrade. And McCoy is more so of a three technique than he's been a four, a one technique rather, but he can still play that position and dominate it if he wanted to. So I'll be interested to see if the Houston Texans gives him a call at all. Just like the Himalaya app, we want to see new features every day. And those new features can come from progression from guys we already have, a lot of the undrafted, a lot of the rookie guys, a lot of our our veterans that are still learning how to play in this league because it never stops. And also adding new pieces to the franchise, to the organization, to the team, in order to improve, because we've talked about it before, the Texans are in this limbo spot where people believe you're a playoff team, but not that well of a playoff team. So I'm very interested to see if they will even give him a call. Muhammad Wilkinson is also still on the market as well. Guys, thanks for listening. And remember, you can always subscribe to this show on the new Himalaya Podcast app, as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And always, this never stops. Whenever you are in your car, you get in your car, you have to go run errands, and you're by yourself. You have some alone time. Just tell your smart device to play Locked On Texans. Again, play Locked On Texans and check us out on You Can Argue That Sports Com, subscribe for updates as well. We got a, amazing writers, a great group of guys, and this is Locked On Texas Podcast from the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Texas, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.